Well, let's do it, huh? Let's get going. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you today. 30 minutes of mule stuff, mule talk, and I'm with you today, all right? So uh, as you guys jump on, if you have questions that you want to ask me, uh, don't be shy. Post them in the comments, and we will get to them here shortly, all right? So post away, comment away, let me know how things are going for you. Um, so welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday. It's a great day to talk mules, that's for sure. I want to thank our sponsors. I got a list of them today. Some great people. Um, Jacqueline Holly with Equine Jewel Designs. Uh, she's so awesome. We got Joseph G. Saddlery, Ernest Brenneman Saddlery, and also we got a new one, uh, Larry Barnett with the Watering Post. Um, Larry sent me this Watering Post to try out, and it uh, is really awesome. It's automatic waterer, and I am super impressed with this Watering Post. So, anyways. Big thank you to our sponsors. If you'd like your business, your equine-related business mentioned on here, on these Mule Tip Tuesdays or on the podcast, Everyday Mule Mission with Ty Evans, then hit me up. Let me know. We'll get you hooked up and get you on here. I'd love to help. And I only promote businesses that I have personally worked with and stuff that I personally tried. So, anyways, we're grateful for you guys. All right? Um, <clears throat> last week was good. We finished up the... Our last semi-private group clinic here at our place. It's been, it's been a lot of fun to. Uh, well, it's been kind of nice to stay home and and help folks here and and have them come to us. It's uh, a little different, you know. Um, but I'm anxious to get on the road. We're getting ready to head to Driggs, Idaho, uh, this week. We've got a clinic up there, and I'm excited to, excited to get back on the road and come see you guys. So, we're heading to Idaho. Um, where else are we going? We're going to Nebraska, South Dakota, Washington, Oregon, Iowa, uh, New York, Maine, Virginia, Texas, and then we finish it up with our famous rock hopping trail ride and extreme trail clinic here in Utah uh, at the end, uh, end of October. So come see us. We still got a handful of clinics. I'm praying that they all go through. So, well, let's. Um, Let's talk about our tip for the day, okay? I've took another one out of my journal. Hope you guys like my journal entries. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe they're interesting to you. Maybe they're annoying to you. I don't know. But I like keeping a journal on this mule stuff. Uh, and I encourage you guys to keep a journal on your mule adventures. Uh, keep track of what you do with your mule and your thoughts and and what went on that day. It's good for you. I'd, I'd love to know if you guys... Uh, comment if you guys keep a mule journal or not. But anyways, here's... Here's my tip for the day, and and uh, I wrote this down in my journal a couple years ago. But I wrote down, it's my goal to fit each mule. And that's the only comment I had on there, in that, on that line. I thought, that's interesting, you know. I wonder why I wrote that. And I, and I kind of thought about it and, and it, and it was a thought that I remember having um, on a day working with a lot of different mules in a clinic and uh you know so many times we're trying to make the mules fit us and and that i guess you know if we're being honest if we're being clear that that is our end goal we'd like that mule to fit but we want it to become you know we want uh these mules to rain nice want uh want them to be safe want them to be good on the trail 
good to rope off of, good to pack, whatever your list is, whatever it is that, that fits you. You know, we spend so much time thinking about getting that mule to fit us. But this day I wrote down how important it was basically, you know, for me to fit every mule. Now, not all of you have multiple mules, but there's a lot of you on here that do. I As I see these names popping up as you guys are commenting and saying hello as you guys are coming on here, I see a, a lot of you, I know you, and I know you have multiple mules to work with. And so try to fit the mule, you know. The process never changes. I got a lot of trust, a lot of faith in the process that we use here. And that's what I travel all around the world trying to teach you guys and share with you guys is this process because it's super important. But you need to be able to adjust to fit the mule. You know, how much, let's say, how much ask you give one mule might be too much for another mule. Uh, what I mean by that is maybe you put too much pressure on on one mule and it's real flighty real touchy you know and and you'd send it through a fence you know where another mule maybe the mule's a little dull it's been dulled down by people over the years or whatever and you have to do a little bit more with with a certain mule maybe you got a pushy mule you got to do a little bit more with uh, versus a mule that's been raised right and and worked with right you know um so think about that uh you know Try to fit the mule, um, you know, and it kind of, it's, it's like we talk about in the clinics, you know, the first part of the, whenever, when you start working with a mule or a horse or a donkey, or whatever, you know, the first thing you do is go with them. And that's what I'm talking about here. You, you fit the animal, you go with them. Then the second phase of your work, the animal, the mule will go with you. And that's the second phase, and that's where most people get to. The phase that most of us do not get to, uh, that we need to get to, is where we go together. Where the horse, the mule, donkey, and the rider, or the handler, go together. That's the ultimate goal. So, anyways, I hope that gives you something to think about. I'd love to see your comments on um, today's Mule Tip Tuesday. Let me know what you think of that tip. Let me know what you think of those comments. I would love to see what you guys have to say. So, Well, I have one question that was kind of interesting. And so I, I even made a drawing for you guys, okay? And I don't draw. That's Ellie's job. You guys, those of you that have been to clinics, you guys have met Ellie, my daughter. She loves to draw. I should have had her draw this. But Wade Murphy wrote in. And uh, he's listened to the, uh, some of the past Meal Tip Tuesdays. And uh, I talk about our ribbon, our forward-moving ribbon exercise. Um, and he's having a hard time visualizing it. So I drew, I drew something for you guys. All right, here you go. Let's see if you can see this here. Maybe you can. There you go. Everybody see this okay? Hit the thumbs up if you can see it okay. And those of you listening later on the podcast, I'm sorry, you can't see this. You'll have to tune in. So... As you're riding down the trail, mule starts to give you trouble right here, okay? Whenever you feel that mule build up, get bothered, get worried, even the slightest change. This is one of my favorite exercises for a mule that's not very handy. So, for an example, I, you know, if I'm if I'm out on a colt's very first ride, this is probably one of the only exercises I can do, okay? So I'm going down the trail here, mule gets bothered. 
I'm going to do a forward moving united turn right there. Okay. And then I'm going to continue. I go forward up the trail, do another forward moving turn. These turns are united. That means both ends are going together. Okay. You're not moving the hinds. You're not moving the front. You're moving them together. You're not doing it uh, by themselves. Forward moving this way. Go down the trail. Forward moving this way. Go down the trail. Forward moving this way. You guys see my nice little arrows? <laughs> I hope that makes sense to you. Okay. So, Wade, I haven't seen your name on here, Wade. Are you here today? You know, you have to ask. If you ask questions, you got to tune in. Anyways, so there's Wade. Picture's worth a thousand words, he says. Awesome. I hope that makes sense. You guys, you guys like that? That's that's one of my favorite moves for moving ribbons. And they kind of look like ribbons, don't they? So I love to do that. Um, like I said, I use that a ton on colts that don't know anything. When they're just, they basically know enough to, for me to go down the trail, I could use that. Or it's just a nice one. You know, if you're tired of, roll, if you're tired of rolling the hind, rolling the front, or you're tired of some other lateral moves, you can do that one. So, all right. Cool. Well, um. That Wade was the only one that wrote in with a question this week that we didn't answer. So let's uh, let's see what questions you guys got. So if you have questions, start posting them. If you haven't already, um, I'd love to get you some answers to your questions if I can find your questions. Let's see what you got here today. All right. A lot of good friends watching. All right. Stephanie Kelly commented. She said, great info on the high line. Was wondering if you had a preference on rope material or weight used. Stephanie, that's a good question. Um, those of you that don't know what Stephanie's talking about on the information on the high line, for this week, our everyday mealmanship challenge I sent out on Sunday, two days ago, was challenging you guys to build a high line and put your meals on it every day after you work them. Um, and I also challenge you guys, if you did, to please post on our Ty Evans Mealmanship Clinics group page. And a lot of you I see on here are members of that. If you're not a member of that group page, you need to be on there. It's some good stuff. Only this style of mealmanship is allowed. Only the things that we teach are promoted on that page. So if you want something pure and you don't want a thousand answers that get you all over the place, join that. Anyways, I want you guys to post a video on there. Stephanie, all that to, to say, um, I don't. Actually, my preference, if you are building one at home, put up metal posts and get you steel cable and do it off of that. That would be my preference because that will last you forever, um, stretches minimally. Um, but I don't have rope preference. I'm trying to remember what the rope is called that I that I use. Oh, it's kind of like, it's kind of similar to yacht rope, but not the real abrasive stuff. Stephanie, I'm going to get you the info on that and get back to you, okay? I'm sorry I don't have that answer for you all the way today. <clears throat> we got Finland watching. Finland over in Europe. That's awesome. Judy Smith, I'm glad you like my journal. And I saw another comment. Yeah, Stephanie Kelly also said you need to write a book stemming from your journal. Stephanie, I'm working on it. I'm trying. All right. Um, I'm trying to find some pictures. Let's see. Judy Smith. Wouldn't adjusting to the mule apply to the day-to-day day -day writing according to the mule and rider's state of mind? By the way, great drawing. Elias taught you well. Judy, yes. Every day you need to fit the mule because, you know, 
what you have going yesterday that was so good, it might not it might not have held very well, and you they might be a little bit more worried today. You know, have you guys ever rode on a windy day? I swear, if you want to get bucked off, just go riding when it's blowing wind and your mules aren't used to the wind because that'll get you bucked off. Because they'll smell smells, they'll see the grass moving, they'll be bothered by things. And so, um, yeah, you might have to adjust to fit, to fit that situation, Judy. So absolutely, that's a good comment. All right. Um, let's see what else you guys got. I'm not seeing very many questions. Meg Linger says, I'm a little stuck on the forward moving part. Well, you need to work on that. If you're having a hard time with forward movement, Meg, work on moving each quarter. The better you can move each quarter, the better all four will go together. So what I mean by that is work on move the hinds, move the front, each of them. And when you get all four parts going, they seem to go forward pretty nice. All right, Cindy Burn Burnett. Um, do you think it's safe to ride with a hackable? Have had mule tell me no, no, no. Uh, Cindy, I'm not sure what a hackable is. Do you mean hackamore? Oh yeah, there's a comment mule, hackamore. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Cindy, the hackamore is our second progression in our in our making of a bridal mule. So. After I've after I've got everything done in a snaffle bit that I need to do, which is quite the list, Cindy, and uh, maybe you've followed along and you kind of know what that list is. We teach it in our clinics, and uh, a few of our episodes, Meal Tip Tuesdays, and on our podcast, we've talked about that. We've talked about that in the past, okay? But basically, after I've achieved that long list of things I need to get good at in a snaffle bit, and remember, in the snaffle bit, I teach my mule everything they need to know. After I graduate the snaffle bit, which then I go into the hackamore like you're asking about, I don't present anything new to them as far as maneuvers, exercises, etc. I only refine. The hackamore is for refinement, the two-rein is for refinement, and the bridle is for refinement. So absolutely, hackamores are great. Um, I usually ride in the hackamore for one year before I graduate out of that as well. Okay, So yeah, you can after you get your snaffle bit going good, Ride in Hackamore for a year, and then move on from that if you like. All right. Mickey Ellis says, signed up for the Virginia Clinic, but having trouble. Mule is cold-backed recently, and we took a wreck. Already floated teeth, new saddle and girth. Any ideas? Previous owner has not ridden hers since. Uh, not me. Uh, okay. So, <clears throat> if they're cold-backed, Mickey, I'm not sure uh, which class you're in in Virginia. But when you come, make sure, it, if you're not in it, to make sure you watch the foundation class. Um, we have a move that we get to called our moving half circles. And it's kind of similar to that ribbon exercise I just showed you. In fact, it's very similar. But, um, but on the ground, I'm, I start walking forward. And I continue walking a forward straight line with my feet. And I send the mule forward and to the right. And I'll roll the hinds, roll the front. Now they're going to the left. Okay? And I'll roll the hinds, roll the front. But the moving half circle is my favorite move when they are cold-backed. And I will not get on one while they're cold-backed. I'll roll the hinds, roll the front. And if I get one on, if I do get on one that's a little cold-backed, I will do the same move in the saddle if I can't get back off. 
If I can get off, maybe I will, and I'll do the same thing on the ground again. Anyways, but that's a good move. So, Mickey, I look forward to seeing you in a month or two in Virginia, and I will help you out with that, okay? All right, let's see what else we got. Cass Hobbs. Occasionally, one of my horses will be very hard to bid up. Pulling head up and away from me, what would you do? Sometimes it takes up to five minutes of struggling to put the bridle, to put the bridle on. All right, Cass. So I've made a few videos about bridling. Cass, are you following along with our Everyday Mulemanship Challenge stuff? Because maybe somebody on here can tell me. They can comment, but... One of the early weeks, oh, I can't remember which one it is, but one of the early weeks I talked about bridling with quality, and I did a video showing just how to do that. But basically, there's three prerequisites that I need, Cass, to bridle up. The very first one, and this one is non-negotiable no matter what. I don't care if it's the very first time you've bridled or if you've bridled 5,000 times on this animal. I don't care, but they need to be able to bend laterally, okay? So they need to be able to bend to the left. I bridle from the left. So I'll bend them there. And like I said, that's non-negotiable. I'll do that the very first time they've been bridled. I do it every time I catch them. I, I'm not going to chase their nose around. All right? I, I refuse to do that. I've had my teeth knocked back too many times. Don't look too close. But, um, you know, I'm not going to chase that nose around. I'm not going to have that nose stick clear up in the air while I'm trying to put the bridle on. That's a no-go for me. And... I don't care how long it takes. I'm not going to deal with that. So I'll get that lateral flexion going well, okay, to the left. Second thing I'll work on, Cass, and you, you can do all these things without even bridling. You can practice these things just any time. I promise you, Cass, if you just spend five minutes a day on this, in a week you'll have quite a bit of uh, uh, good stuff going on, okay? So the second thing I do is I'll teach them how to lower their head. Remember, when you're bridling... If you have to raise your elbow higher than your shoulder, you have work to do. You need to get their head lower. So I'll focus on getting getting them to put their head down. How I do that is, again, I'll tip them to the side. So don't try to do it while their head is, is straight, while their neck is straight, while they're squared up. Tip their nose a little to the left, okay? And then take your middle finger. I'll kind of show you here. Take your middle finger and your thumb, and you place it right behind the pole, behind their ears okay and you just put a little a little pressure on either side of the neck behind that pole just a little and the sec the second that your mule or your horse gives gives just a little and lowers their head let let off let go completely take your hand off little by little you'll teach them to lower their head until at some point you'll get to where you can just take your arm and put it down on the between the ears and they'll just lower just right off your arm and it won't take anything so that's that's one method there's a few methods to teach them how to lower their head and I kind of talk about that in some of my videos but that's one of them and the uh, probably the most uh, oh the most successful so that's the second thing to do the third thing you need to do is and this is where most of you I, after I say this I want you guys to give me a thumbs up if you bridle from the right like I'm telling you to so what I'll work on is I'll work on opening the mouth with my middle finger on the right side of the mouth I'll press against the lip slightly against against the tooth and I'll open up that mouth 
from the right side, not the left. How many of you were taught to bridle from the left? Okay, I I bit, I opened the mouth from the right side. Most of you are probably taught to use your thumb. Okay, the problem with using your thumb on the left side is you guys shove their nose away from you, right? So use your middle finger on the right side and just let that bit balance on your your hand, your thumb and your middle finger. You don't have to shove it in there. And that's how, so I'll practice opening the mouth that way, Cass. And uh, anyways, and of course they need to be good handling their ears. They need to be good handling their muzzle. So anyways, Cass, let me know what you think of that suggestion, okay? All right, let's see what else we got. All right. Miss Freeman asks, if the circles aren't united in the ribbon, do you keep moving forward in the circle? And just work on it being more united the next loop around, or do you fix on one side before moving to the next? No, uh, you know when you're doing that forward moving ribbons going down the trail, it's hard for you to get every every uh, move united and correct and perfect circle. So, oh, just do a circle, and move on, and over a period of time you'll get better. So you don't have to, you know, lots of things I'll tell you to stay on one side until you get it a little bit better. When you're in this situation and that mule is uh, <clears throat> is giving you trouble. Just do forward circles. Don't worry about it. Alternate sides. Okay? All right. Kate, got a little bit of a long question here, Kate, but I'll read it and see what we can do. Pete has reverted to being very bracy uh, to his right in the bridle. When I go to ask uh, to roll the hinds, asking for right flexion, hips to the left, he speeds up, braces up, and may turn right before eventually getting a little flexion which is when I start asking to roll the hinds. I haven't been keeping I have been keeping my right leg in second gear to try to keep him straight until he flexes and I can start to ask for the hinds to roll. Otherwise he just turns stiff necked and ends up heading off trail and in the rocks and brush making it even harder to roll the hinds while braced. Alright Kate, you are correct. I would like to have that lateral flexion before uh, he starts to roll the hinds. However, in this situation, you may end up just wallering around in a few circles before you actually get him to come across and roll the hinds correctly, okay? So I would be more concerned with that bend first. So pick some spots on the trail that are wide open. That way he's not going to run off into the, into the brush and, you know, run you into a tree or something. Just pick, pick good situations so you're successful, okay? Um, and then I want my leg further back. So remember your leg, remember your order of operations, Kate. Seat, leg, rein. Okay, so if I want to roll the hinds to the right, <clears throat> I'm going to kind of teeter forward just a little bit with my body. Okay, I'm going to have my right leg back toward the rear cinch. And that's actually third gear, not second, Kate. But that will come next because eventually that leg will draw the eye, okay? That leg will draw the flexion. So make sure it's seat, leg, and then rein. Then you slide down that rein, pick up on it, and work your way uh, in, into position one with your rein. So, Kate, the only thing I'd tell you to do is just practice, 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 and practice while the getting is good, okay? So don't practice when he's just in trouble. Practice all the time when he's going down the trail so nice. I was having a conversation with some, some ladies that were here a few weeks ago for one of my semi-private group clinics. 
and uh, we were talking about, you know, they were they were kind of of the mindset that you only roll the hinds, roll the front, do circles, whatever, when the mule was being a ding dong. Okay, they they didn't they didn't think about just practicing. So to the mule, to their mules, I would say turns and things like that were punishments. My mules love to turn, love to stop, love to back up. I practice it so much and I give them a reward after. I leave them alone, let them feel peaceful. And they'll get to where they'll do anything for me. So, okay, practice while they're getting as good. All the time, any chance you get. And then you just work through it. And remember, every day you just want to get a little better. Just a little better. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Don't expect magnificent results, you know, by the end of your ride. Um, just... Just do a little bit more every day, okay? All right, good question, Kate. Thank you. Let me know what you think of that. Leave a comment. All right, Meg Goodyear. Will the ribbon thing help with a mule who has a bad habit of grabbing a bite on the go when I got got him? Any other ways to stop him? You know, when they like to, when they get a little taste of that grass, Meg, when you're going down the trail, boy, it's it's tough to fix. And it's funny because mules are extremely smart. For example, we have a mule named Tina. Hit that like button if you guys know Tina. Hit the thumbs up button if you know Ellie's mule, Tina. So, Tina, when Ellie rides her, that poor Ellie, Tina will eat everything all the time. She's constantly eating, constantly trying, and, and she just knows that Ellie won't be ahead of it, okay? So, I, I rode Tina all last week for our group clinic here at my place, okay? And I can count the bites of grass that she got on one hand that she snuck from me. And, and beat me to it. The ribbon thing won't really help with fixing that, Meg. Uh, maybe you, you can redirect the mind, and that's fine, you know. But the main thing is, is you're riding, pay attention to the train. When you see easy, accessible feed, you know, when, you know, and it's tough if the grass is waist-deep, you know, to you, they're going to they're gonna just reach it. It's going to be easy for them. So. But if, you, if you're going down a trail, maybe it's a little scarce, but there are some feed, and it kind of comes out in the trail... Before you get to that, just redirect it. Or I might even just block it. So say there's a little bit of grass on the left kind of coming out in the trail. Well, just tip the mule's nose to the right slightly and, and get past it. Um, but uh, you can't do, do anything about it after they've got a bite of grass. You know, you're too late on that. But you can definitely keep them busy. So if, if I'm going to, like on Tina, for example, riding through a meadow, I know like like that meadow is heaven for Tina. You know, she's like, so much grass everywhere, this is just the best ever, you know. Look at all the, it'd be like me going through a field of ice cream, you know what I mean? Uh, so instead of just sitting on her, like a bump on a log, and just doing nothing, I got her busy. I was doing serpentines, moving the hinds, circle these ribbons like you're asking about. Just redirect that mind, that'd be great. So, good question, Meg. Uh, please comment, let me know what you think of that, alright? Well, we're about out of time, my friends. If there's some questions I didn't get to. I'll try to get to it next week. But I want to say thank you. I would absolutely love it if you guys would hit that share button right now. And please tell your friends about these Mule Tip Tuesdays. Please tell them about the Everyday Mulemanship with Ty Evans podcast. Tell them about the Everyday Mulemanship Challenge we've been doing all year long. We're on this week. Coming up will be week 33. I've done 33 free videos for you folks to follow along. And I hope you're enjoying them enjoying them all so anyway share tell your friends um i would love it if you would leave a review five star review especially if you listen to this on apple podcasts 
five stars would be the appropriate amount and I'd be grateful for it. <laughs> but I'm very grateful for all you guys. Hope you're doing great wherever you are. Uh, have fun with your mules. <clears throat> and I will see you next Tuesday. All right? God bless you. Talk to you later.